Hi, this is Daniel Kaplan, and you're listening to Musical World. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome. Thanks for joining in and uh, listening to another episode of Musical World. Today, we've got uh, Daniel Kaplan with us. I believe you're in Florida, aren't you, Daniel? Uh, yes, I am. I'm actually located in Orlando, Florida, right near uh, Walt Disney World. Oh, man. And everybody wants to be you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And most everybody is here some point throughout the year. We have this never-ending <laughs> cycle of tourists that come through. I've got a brother-in-law and his family that are on spring break right now and uh, enjoying uh, Mickey Land. <laughs> Um, but, but you've got a musical called compatibility an eight bit musical. And when you sent this to me, I mean, being a geek, uh, the title jumped out at me. It was like, okay, this I'm interested in just because, I mean, let's face it. Who isn't a geek nowadays? Everybody's got computers and phones and iPads and all that crap. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it actually does play off of just how wired, as it were, our world is right now. Um, and the whole 8-bit concept comes from, you know, my past. I grew up in the in the 80s. I know I'm dating myself. But <laughs> I grew up in the 80s to video game music. And actually, the earliest uh, music I composed was all through digital software, you know, the keyboard entry incredibly crude um type <laughs> midi type, type interface stuff exactly actually not even this is this is pre-midi this oh, is oh um, man this is back to like tandy 1000 hx and the desk <laughs> made and the you know you have to scroll up with your arrow keys and <laughs> yes. it takes 10 minutes to put in a measure kind of software <laughs> that's been a um, long time i forgot about those days exactly so um and there's just something about 8-bit music that is so sentimental for me. Um, just just the sound of the, the synthesizer itself and old school Nintendo music. And I've just always gravitated towards that type of music um, just to listen to, you know, in my spare time. It's something I've always wanted to do. So um, when I, I had uh, just completed a first project of a musical and when I was looking for what to do as a second, I really wanted to do something really out of the box and... Um, geek culture is something that, you know, I'm a geek, so I understand and can relate to it and, you know, write what you know, right? So <laughs> there you go. Exactly. So, so yeah, so writing about geek culture was a perfect fit for me. And then putting the two together, um, generally speaking, when I write something, I try to take the approach like, um, the people at Pixar always say they do, which is, write the kind of movie you'd want to watch. Well, I like to write the kind of show I'd like to watch. Sure. So this is totally, I would love to have been there opening night, not knowing anything about it. Cause this would have been the kind of show that would have just, I would have been so excited about. <laughs> okay. Um, now there's different parts of it. Uh, and I, I know there's a clip, uh, a clip from the show, a song from the show called geek war. That is a showdown and a sci-fi convention. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just a it was just a fit. I knew if I was going to be doing a show about geeks that ultimately, and it comes in the second act, and it ends up being a big confrontation between two of the major characters. You have to do the whole big musical number at a sci-fi convention <laughs> with as many different geeky costumes as you can come up with, because it's just way too much fun to avoid otherwise. Oh yeah, 
have all the Klingons and exactly. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the main focus of the show actually takes place around a tech support center, um, and it deals with the lives of the people that work in the tech support. One of them really wants to become a science fiction author. Another one is desperate to become a YouTube sensation, so she's trying all different kinds of crazy stunts throughout the show to become um, known. And then there is a guy who works there who's a little strange because he's played so many of those old school adventure RPG games that now he talks in a third first person <laughs> faux Shakespearean dialect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Named Fitzwilliam, huh. of course. Oh, there you go. Um, so, and um, the, the plot basically gets going when there's this author named Chris who Mary, who's, who, who's the person who wants to be the science fiction author, she, she can't stand him because he always writes stories that have big plot holes if you're inter- interested in any science. And he's more interested in the emotions of the situation and not – he doesn't get the science right at all in her mind. So she loves to nitpick him. And he leaves a laptop with his latest manuscript of his new book. And her being the geeky person that she is and getting the millionth rejection letter for her sh- stories decides to mess with his book. And of course, it becomes a big success, and they get roped in and have to work together. And you can probably tell where it's going. It's a traditional rom-com sort of plotline, but right. the the setting is what is the is the twist. Okay, how many uh, people? How big a cast is this? Um, I deliberately wanted to go for, I guess, a smaller cast. I mean, I guess nowadays a small cast could be two people, but um, it's six uh, named characters in this show, okay. so. So it's kind of in the middle, I would guess. Oh, that's that's a pretty good size for these days. It's uh, you know, we're we're told on an average it's six to eight. Yeah, um, I, I learned that the second time. The first show I made, I had a lot more named characters, and everybody told me it's like, how are you going to get this produced anywhere? Nobody does anything with big people, and I'm like, right. oh, I'm sorry. I thought musical theater meant you know, fifteen people. You know, that's where it was twenty years ago. So if your name is Schwartz or Sondheim, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but I, I deliberately, I deliberately pared it down and tried to keep it smaller this time around, which right. honestly works really well because you get to really get into all the characters, and it's really an ensemble piece. I didn't want it to be too focused on a individual character. I feel like everybody gets a good amount of time. Okay, good. Um, the song we're going to hear is uh, it's it's basically a song about. One of the female characters. Um, yes, um, it's called High Score, and it's sung by Jenny, and she's the character who desperately wants to become a YouTube internet sensation. <laughs> and you find out through the course of the show that the main reason why she's so um, desperate to get attention is because really she's not getting attention from her husband because her husband is an old Pac-Man champion <laughs> and has just recently been defeated because somebody figured out how to beat the kill screen which you geeks out there know what that means but (laughs) because of this his 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 long record he's had for years and years has been thwarted and now he's just obsessed with it so this song is basically her frustration with him his obsession with the video game (laughs) okay let's listen to high score from compatibility and a And he won't spend a minute with me I watch as he sits there All sprawled on his man chair And plays games from six until three The only time that Parker sees me Is reflected in his video game screen He charges all 
Gotta practice more. Honey, your food's going to, to get the cold. high score. This practicing is getting so Be old. on top like I was before. To get the high score. He thinks that he's beat me, he will not defeat me, cause I'll prove that I'm still on top. When he gets a notion, it takes his devotion, until he wins he'll never ever stop. So Jenny, hand my pair of gaming gloves, time to set my sights for high above. There's a punk that I have to dispose of, gotta fight this war. Can't reason with To get the games. high score. To get the high score I can push much more Maybe he'll get that score His dumb controller will be thrown away And things will be like it was before Peaceful Oh so peaceful Tranquil When will our lives be restored? Gotta play hardcore I just couldn't care To get the high more. score About this grown man Peacock Like movies But in massing scores Gotta practice more I really wish that I To get the high more. score I'm It's a legacy I'm fighting for To get the high score Okay, well, um, who was that singing on High Score? Um, Jenny was played by Caitlin Clough, and uh, the gentleman singing is Parker, that's her husband, was played by uh, Wyatt Neff in that recording, and they did an amazing job, I thought. Absolutely. That's that's awesome. Um, now, you have a Kickstarter program running until, oh boy, just this Saturday, it looks like, April 14th. Yep, that's right. Um, the show goes up on April 18th, and we have actually made our goal, so we are going to be able to get the money that is donated. However, it does give uh, people an opportunity to support the show. You know, obviously, every little bit helps, as you understand. <laughs> it's never bad always, to have too much. <laughs> you can, Exactly. And not to mention, um, I've set it up to where when you donate, you get gifts. And so one thing I'm going to be doing is I'm going to get a you know good quality filming of the show. I'll be sending out DVDs. Uh, based on the amount you donate. I believe it's $50 for that, which isn't bad. You also get tickets to the show if you're here in Orlando or if you know somebody that you can you know, hand them to. That's fine. Oh, okay. And then also a CD as well. I'm going to get um, everybody to record a, a cast recording. So it's a way to you know get exposure to the show without having to be down here in Orlando as well. Okay. Um, just just for future information, what some people do on the Kickstarter programs is uh, include like uh, signed programs and that kind of thing. That uh, uh, those seem to do pretty well at the lower end. You know where you just get get the cast to sign them and and you sign them and people like to get those for some reason. A lot, <laughs> a, a lot like idea. the CDs. I didn't really think of that. I'm like, who would want my autograph? But you know, well, you I'll know, do that next time. <laughs> everybody wants it eventually. You hope. <laughs> <laughs> true, um, true. Yeah, it's uh, it, 
one of the things I I do back quite a few of the kickstarting Kickstarter programs, and uh, I mean the the CDs are always a big seller to have those. Most of us in musical theater are are CD geeks. We all have we've got CDs of shows that ninety nine percent of the population has never heard of. Oh yeah, I'm there with you. <laughs> but <laughs> but that's that's what makes us who we are, and I can guarantee you, everybody listening to this is pretty much like that. Uh, yes. 99% of the people listening to this show have that CD collection that I'm talking about. <laughs> um, well, what else do you want to share with our listeners? Uh, do you have, uh, other than the Kickstarter, we can tell them about that. And if you have a Facebook page or a website or anything like that, uh, uh, or where to get tickets for the show, anything, anything like yep, that yep. that you'd like to let them know. Yep, um, you can get tickets at stagecentral.org, uh, um, and Stage is the name of the production company that is has been so gracious as to put on the show. Um, they're a nonprofit theatrical organization in Central Florida, you know, which supports yeah. projects like mine. So it's great to have um, organizations like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep, and. I am working. I haven't completely finished, but I'm actually, hopefully by the time the show um, comes out, um, is produced and everything, and for videos that I'm going to eventually put up on YouTube and whatnot, I'm going to be working on uh, my own uh, fan page for my future works, because I'm really hoping this isn't the end of you know Daniel Kaplan out there. So just keep your eyes peeled. Okay. Well, and, and when that happens, just be sure to let us know, and we can, uh, we'll post it on our... our uh basically a blog site, uh, our website that uh, we can let everybody give everybody an update and give them the links and that kind of thing. So they can check it out. Yes, absolutely. Well, Daniel, thanks for taking a few minutes. We appreciate it. And uh, good luck with the Kickstarter and good luck with the show next week. That's, that's a lot of excitement. It's a lot of good stuff going on. All right. Well, thank you very much. All righty. Have a good one. All right. And Hey, everybody. Just a reminder, if any of you, any of our listeners out there have a musical that you've written that you would like to have featured on Musical World, either as a full feature or as a Musical World moment, as we did uh, with Daniel today, all you have to do is what Daniel did. Send us an email at mw.musicalworld.us with some basic info about your musical, as well as a synopsis, and I will contact you and let you know what the rest of the procedure is. It's very easy, and it doesn't take long at all. In Daniel's case, we're going to plan to talk to him again after his production. At that time, we'll hear a few more songs from the show and get a little more info in general. We're always looking for new shows to feature, and there's no reason why one of them shouldn't be yours in the future. As always, we hope you enjoyed this Musical World moment. If you're new to Musical World... Go back into our archives and listen to some of the old episodes. That's what they're there for. And tell your friends. Tell your friends. Get subscribed and stay subscribed. If you have any questions or comments on this episode or any in the past, please send them to mw at musicalworld.us. You can send them as an email, or if you take the time to record an audio comment, We'll take the time to play it and answer it during the next recording. Now, you can do that and send it as an attachment in an email. 
or you can also call us and leave a voicemail. That number is 347-694-5469. That's a local call for you New York City dwellers out there, or the rest of it's it's the same thing. It's the same difference from your cell phone. So, hey, no excuses. Make a call. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you in the next episode.